Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Podcast about the old Miss Rebels. I'm your host Justin Sanders. Joined this week, just like every week, to talk a little bit about Ole Miss and the sports world in general. I got my co-host, trusty companion, John Stefanczyk. How you doing tonight, John? Good. We're we're going through the. We're having some interesting volatile weather. You know how we like to start mm. with the weather. Here. Yeah, people love that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Forty degrees, rains all day yesterday. Forecasted high of ninety three on Thursday. So. Jeez, that's that sounds like Mississippi weather to me. Although it hasn't been forty for a second here. Uh that's rough. Speaking of Mississippi, mm. home of the SEC champion, Old Miss Lady Rebel softball team. Love it. Love it. Didn't didn't watch any of the games. You said you were following the championship a little bit, and I think we're gonna get into this a we little are, bit later in the show, but major congrats, of course. I I have a point about this. We're gonna lead off with it. Oh, we're gonna lead off with it. Okay. Well, why don't we lead off with it? But Come we're, back. Gonna, we're, we're gonna genuinely be positive and congratulatory. Oh, definitely congratulatory! Awesome, huge accomplishment. But I mean, I'll just say it now, John. We'll get into it. We'll talk a little bit about Mike Smith. We'll talk about Caitlin Lee. I believe that's her name. Mm-hmm. Our, the old Mrs. starting pitcher that threw 440 pitches. Pretty awesome. Uh, but my, my question, John, do you think it's kind of stupid? in baseball, softball, and basketball, that the SEC has multiple champions most years. To me, it kind of cheapens both championships, being the regular season and the tournament. It's just weird. Like, I say go with one or the other. Uh, so, wait, are you – I mean – Do you know society, what I mean? I'm saying I'm saying it's silly. I want trophies. Are you trying to prohibit people from getting their trophies? Yeah, I know, right? I know. Is it, that's kind of the opposite of what you would think I would say. You would think you'd be the one on the show – talking about how participation trophies are bad, and I would be the one saying that everyone deserves it. But actually, I I think it's silly. But Okay, the reason I think it's silly is because as Ole Miss fans, we've quote-unquote won two SEC championships in the last two years. or Not the last two years, the last, what, five years since 2013? Four years? Uh, yeah. Being the SEC basketball tournament and the SEC softball tournament. But, like, it's... It just it doesn't really feel right to I, say I, you're the, the, the champion. Regu- the regular season won absolutely... Um, to me, is the more is the more substantial. It's, it's definitely totally... a bigger accomplishment, but it cheapens the tournament champion too. I feel like you know, it's 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 just weird. I I see I see why it is the way it is because there's not really a good solution. You know, whoever wins the most games in conference regular season definitely deserves to be recognized for that. But like, why have a tournament at all? If it's it's just strange. It's just strange. And 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 part of it is that everyone else says tournament champion and then the school that won the tournament just says you know sec champion it's just all kind of silly but let's talk about softball john you know we're we're big softball fans i actually do i actually don't mind softball i think it's cool like i i I like how like everything is closer in you know uh the plays all happen so fast it's 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 not that bad it's pretty cool 
I agree. I mean, here's the bottom line. Program was in the basement of the league three years ago. Yeah, didn't, uh, didn't Ole Miss fire their coach like totally out of the blue, but just because she wasn't doing anything? I don't exactly remember. It was a young – the coach was young. She was like in her early 30s, if I recall. Yeah. And and Dan, Bjork and Dan Jones were just like, eh, not cutting it. Yeah, Dan Jones goes out, makes a decision. They bring in Matt Smith in three years. He Mike goes Smith. Mike and, Smith, right? Yeah. Mike Smith, whatever his name is. Yeah, I didn't know. Okay, continue. Three years. Mike Smith. I'm thinking of Matt Smith was uh, the first baseman to hit the walk-off, I believe, in, uh, in game one of the 09 Super Regional. I might have mm. that wrong. Mm. Mm. That seems right. Anyway, so they go out. They, find, they, they get a Juco pitcher, Caitlin Lee, who nobody recruited. And Did I say her she, name right earlier? I feel like I might have messed it up earlier. Sorry, yeah, Caitlin no, Lee. Right. Okay, Caitlin and Lee. Goes out. And has a tremendous. I mean, she's. Really I didn't know she good. was a JUCO. That's that adds a lot to it because that's, yeah, that's a, Harris that's a great Central. Bit. So so, uh, Coasty. Yeah. Coast brings us to the top. Look at this. So, and basically, so the SEC. I mean, Ole Miss was the eighth seed in the tournament, mm-hmm. and the SEC had eight of the sixteen host sites, and Ole Miss went from eight ranked eighteenth to being the twelve national seed. There wow. is. Postseason softball. I mean, the I, SEC is definitely the gold standard in softball. So, I mean, I think winning the tournament holds a lot of weight, apparently. And, and hosting for the first time ever, lowest seed to ever win the SEC tournament, a lot of first. I mean, hell of a coaching job by Smith. Yeah, really, awesome. There's no other way to put it. And didn't it's, they start the, the SEC season with, like, seven losses or something? Like, they started out real slow. They started off slow, and then they built. I mean, they're, they're as hot as anybody. Here's it, this is a team. Oh yeah, I think we're gonna have to watch some NCAA softball, my man. Like I think that's what we're headed towards here is is getting invested, in, getting invested in this tournament. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, we need some positive distractions right now. <laughs> I, not to bury the lead too much. Uh, we're we're coming right back to softball, John. But we should mention baseball team pulled off a gritty series win. Uh, lost big on Friday, twelve five. Didn't let it affect them mentally. Um, had some big late innings heroics. Both the. Uh, the second and third game, but won a series against AM, absolutely must win. Takes the pressure off a little bit for this weekend against Auburn. We'll get to that later in the show. I just wanted to mention, you know, accolades deserved all around for the uh, the Diamond Sports this week. Yeah. Well, they had a good week. They did. Um, so I guess the question, John, is is why can't we do what Mike Smith did for other sports, right? Or I guess the Bianco haters would say, why can't we fire Bianco and hire the baseball equivalent of Mike Smith, right? So why is that logic flawed? Other than huh. the fact, I mean, I, from my perspective, you, Bianco has a lot that he's he's building on right now with a young team. It seems silly to assume, you know. But I don't know. I mean, what, 16, 17 years, one Omaha appearance? I don't know. I hear their arguments. Yeah. I mean, Mike Smith has as many SEC tournament championships as Mike Bianco, apparently. Yeah. So, here we go. All Bianco, eight. when did what year did Bianco win the SEC tournament? Uh, was it 05? I think that's right. Yeah. That sounds you right. The five national seed. Right. Lost. The legendary collapse of 05, right? Um. Here's the real question, though, if you're Mike Bianco and where and you're con- think, thinking about your future, is what does Sean Tui think of, uh, think of you? Well, that, that I mean, that's going to be important for Bianco's future, at least if we are to use basketball as a as a measuring stick. I, I, th- I feel like we have to 
say, you know, we recorded our podcast last week fresh on the heels of what, in hindsight, looked to be kind of um, a half-assed exoneration of Sean Tui put out by Rebel Grove, a little, um, like, an interview where he was like, no, I definitely am not the reason that AK's contract was not extended. It would seem in the last week that uh, his his statement has not necessarily gained credibility. It seems like the rumors are all swirling around him being, you know, the, uh, the dark figure whispering in Vitter's ear when it came to Andy Kennedy's contract. Is that what you've heard to you? Yeah. Basically the rumor mill has looked at Sean Tui and said, you are fake news. In terms of- <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty much. I mean, this is what, what a circus. It's the Tui basketball center. You got the AK best J junior thing. And then the two's relationship with freeze. I mean, good God. What a, you know, it's, you, you said it before the show. I mean, it's like Vitter just, just watch the blind side for the first time. Absolutely. I was about to get to that. Like literally is, is does Vitter think that like Michael Orr is a senior or something like what? Why do we give a shit what Sean Tui thinks about AK? Like, as far as I can tell, he built, like you said, he, he paid for the Tui Center several years ago. They get basketball season tickets, but, like, I don't think he is necessarily a major power player in the current Ole Miss athletic donation scene. I mean, he he's just seems more like a has-been. Apparently, that's not a true statement. Well, I, no, exactly. Somehow, Vitter is convinced that um, Sean Tui's happiness is the most important thing and not you know our current team or the fan base or the recruits or anything like that you know it's, it's all about sean Tui's opinion apparently allegedly apparently. allegedly so is there so what what if you if you totally lost faith in jeff vitter or I mean, pr- pretty or, much or is there anything what does he have to do to regain your confidence Oh, to regain my confidence. I mean, honestly, you know, I am easily swayed by tangible, you know, statistic type of improvement. I mean, as long as enrollment continues on an upward trend, uh, you know, new construction of academic buildings. I know they're redoing the student union right now. Um, As long as and donations, as long as stuff like that stays on track. I can I can stomach Vitter even if and that's and that's even if he is doing this current hapless active uh, vandalizing of the of the athletics programs because I, I as long as as long as as bad as it gets as a stupid contract thing like it, it's dumb but it's not the end of the world he, at least he didn't fire Andy Kinder like he didn't do anything that stupid you know like he can learn from this misstep whatever his job is still to make this school a good school. You know what I mean? But if it goes to hell with freeze in front of the COI, as we've discussed on the show many times that it could, um, you know, if, if there are more snafus from the athletic side and he gives Bjork a pass for unknown reasons, still not clear to us exactly why Bjork is like freeze, you know, in the extremely good graces, apparently of the university administration, you know, what have they necessarily done to, uh, to earn that, I don't know. You know, it, it could definitely get worse. I, I feel like the question's hard to answer because history would tell us that Vitter's going to do something else really dumb when it comes to athletics here in the next six to eight months. And and you know what I think it probably looks like is something like Freeze getting a show calls and Vitter 
trying to keep him anyway or something stupid like that. Um, yeah. Then yeah, that would that would definitely cement this idea that Vitter's in way over his head. For I mean, now this, it just he just looks stupid. I think Freeze can get suspended multiple games and keep his job. Oh hell yeah, dude! Are you serious? Like they could suspend him the entire season, and I think Vitter and Burek would wrestle with it. Like if it's a six to eight game suspension, there's no doubt in my mind that Freeze is gonna is gonna ride that out. They've just they've put so much of their of their so many of their chips on freeze it seems i don't really know how they can back away from the table now it just it, it's very strange we really need to find a special prosecutor for this yeah we do well i mean i have not received a call from ross i'll just say it i mean they they have not reached out i'm once again assuming they heard last week's episode so i don't i don't know that's 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 their prerogative i guess yeah, um we'll, we'll go find we'll find a prosecutor to uh, take care of those. So uh, we, we discussed it before we started recording, though, I think. I mean, why, why is Sean Tui anti-Andy Kennedy? I don't think it's because he loves Ole Miss basketball and he wants to see it flourish necessarily. I mean, Occam's Razor tells us, Occam's Razor plus, you know, the, the rumor mill uh, that all Ole Miss news is filtered through, that Tui wasn't too happy when his son... Uh, is he is he a junior? Is it Sean Tui Junior? So I think Hell so. no. I think that's right. He is some. Uh, so Tui himself was like a great player at Ole Miss, right? Like a point guard that scored a bunch of points. Uh, his son maybe not quite so much. Um, I don't think Andy Kennedy. I definitely know Andy Kennedy didn't offer him a scholarship. I don't. I'm not so sure. I mean, I'm sure he had let him walk on or whatever. I've seen the guys that we have at the end of our bench. Um, but it, it would seem that that irked. Sean Tui, and this was many years ago. I mean, I think his son's like a coach now and stuff. Uh, but yeah. you know what they say? I mean, to never let it go. He's he's not going to forget. Um, I don't know. It, it seems very petty. It, it doesn't seem at all aligned with what Vitter's job should be, which is to consider, you know, what's what's in it for the university. Honestly, Vitter's job should be to to defer to Bjork on this, in my opinion, especially since they promoted Bjork. Uh, what not six months ago to be an associate chancellor himself. I mean, vice chancellor, right? Yeah. Don't you, don't you, isn't that right in this situation? Shouldn't Vitter defer to Bjork's opinion on Andy Kennedy's contract? He should, but he's the head honcho, right? He's, and, he's also the same guy that can look at Bjork and go, you're a PR idiot. Right. I'm going to do this. But oh yeah. He, well, if Vitter, if anybody can recognize people that are terrible, uh, in front of the cameras, it's fitter, right? I mean, he would know. Yep. Speaking of terrible camera appearances in the hostage video, mm. key date for everyone. Get your pencils out. Well, no, no, you don't get your pencils anymore. Get your phones out. <laughs> Go to calendar. Go to calendar app. And this is, Dude, and we just figured this out before the Monday, show. Monday, June 5th. Monday, which is very strange to me. That's, that's the, uh, Old- is going to fire off the week and release their response to the the, the date that we've been we've been told is uh the the time frame around when the NOA response will be pretty odd. I was expecting uh, a five o'clock Friday for sure. I think I think last year around this time and yes, uh, NOA responses have become an annual occurrence at the University of Mississippi. I think last year around this time, they actually released it at like 11 a.m. in the morning, which I was shocked by. I thought it would be later in the day, but it was definitely on a Friday. Um, if they really are going to release it on the 5th, and I, I still think we're going to see it on 
what the uh the, the second that would be the friday um i see it the six i can't think of a better way to celebrate the anniversary of d-day than have bjork freeze storm in the beaches yeah I, uh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be bjork freeze and bitter uh storm in the beaches of the coi and just getting their heads exploded by like 50 cal or like 50 cal bullets um mm. But yeah, that's the date. That's the date we've been told to look out for it. I'm actually really looking forward to this, John, because like you know, it, it's time to it's time to put them on the table. Like let's let's see uh, let's see this this brilliant defense that has apparently convinced our administration to uh, to double down on freeze directly in the face of official charges from the NCAA. It should be interesting, right? I mean, what do you can can you even imagine a tact Ole Miss could take? to get out of this. I, I think the simplest tactic would be to try to say Barney acted as some sort of a rogue force in this regard, which is silly. As we've discussed on the show many times, John, we're talking about CEOs of large corporations that make millions of dollars a year in salaries. I mean, the head coaches, of course, uh, and an extremely competitive market. And you're telling me that they have underlings that are operating fully outside of their awareness, not just, not just outside of them knowing the details, but you know, coaches like Saban and now freeze the situation. They want us to say that not only was I not aware of the details, I wasn't even aware that they were breaking the rules. Like as if, as if you have a bag man like Barney Farrar on staff and you don't think that's what he's going to be doing. You know, it's, it's the same with, with Bo Davis. That's obviously the comparison I'm making here going off on his own allegedly as we're as we were told by Saban and his people uh to visit to visit these underclassmen that's that's a great thing to do uh if you work for one of these egomaniac coaches wouldn't you think John just to just to go rogue they totally love that I bet right I just expect a series of like uh like for like pastor freeze sermons church yeah uh, i mean the the elite dogs wet dream that we've been reading about for years that actually wouldn't surprise me at all if it came true was a a crying freeze speech along the lines of jimmy swaggered i mean it's it's pretty damn believable at this point yeah but can't you can't you see the hammer falling squarely onto hugh freeze's head and in response he goes on tv tears up and just talks about how, you know, he was just trying to do, you know, the Lord's work and help these kids out. Um, Expect Freeze to remind everybody they nailed Jesus to a cross. Oh, yep. I mean, pretty much. That's basically what I'm getting at. I mean, I, I, I expect that to be the tact he takes. Holy cow. Yeah. It's uh it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Um, I think Freeze is trying to out Malzahn, Malzahn when it comes to being like the sleazy Christian coach. Yeah, to being like the ostensibly. <laughs> think about it. Gus is kind of mellowed on that front. Right. I, Auburn's weird because Gus talks about it far less than Freeze, but then the, the like they do stuff like the prayer circle. It almost seems like Gus has tasked specific coaches staff members and friendly reporters you know with emphasizing that part of his program so that he doesn't have to do it himself whereas freeze just you know top down distributes this stuff kind of how it feels to me yeah um let's see this is kind of this is organically going all over the place john where where should we go next with this how should we tie this all together we got a lot of content i mean tons of content this week a crooked uh 
Crooked Freeze, Crooked Vitter, Crooked Tui. Oh, it's Crooked Goofy Jeff. Goofy Jeff. I think I called him. I think I called him Joker Jeff in the uh, pod description last week. So sorry about that. Pretty. Yeah, it's pretty good. What's Tui's Trumpism? Um, maybe. Hmm. Let's think about this. Sanctimonious is too big of a word. Sure, sure. No, it has to be. It has to be like boom, boom. Like it has to be quick and easy to say. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I, I, I mean, I need it to be alliterative. That's just how I like to do it. What's the – I mean, Terrible Tui works. Terrible Tui is a candidate. Probably do a little better than that. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's it's so generic. Yep. Taco Bell Tui. I don't know. That's too many words. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Uh, that's good. And, you know, a lot of people were saying that uh, – on. There we go. What was it? Say it again. Shady Sean. Shady, Shady. Sean. Ooh, I, I, I do. I do like that. Um, you know, I wonder, John, uh, he's a Memphis guy, right? Do you think you think Tui is, was one of the people that was pushing Freeze back uh, when he was hired? I wonder. Absolutely. Got to be, right? Firecrest connection. That's, That's true. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's all kinds of levels of uh, just – Terrible people in Memphis making detrimental decisions to Ole Miss. Memphis is such a cult. It's like <laughs> we, we should get we need McDermott on the phone to like discuss this. We did know. Funnily enough, he just called me a second ago. If you heard my phone vibrating, I had to I had to give him the old hater I, button, but I should have just, just called, answered it. Yeah, you should do that. And I actually I called Brad Anders twenty minutes before we recorded to see if he would accept our special prosecutor. Oh yeah, role. what did he say? Just tried to call back, so I should have answered it. So did you? Did you really call? Yeah, I called him. That's hilarious. I uh, I was hoping that I'd hear from him this week after we mentioned him on the show, but he must not be a regular listener. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, Asking why he hadn't contacted us after we mentioned him. I'm sure him. if he, if he, uh, if he heard about it, he would have. He would have said something. Um, and I, I'm I'm being straight up, Brad. You're listening to this. I I hundred percent think you do a great job, and I, I, you're. You would hound these bastards. You would you would get after the truth. I believe that. Um, let's see, John. Where do we go here? Do we talk about baseball? Uh, we mentioned it briefly. We mentioned it I briefly. Think- I don't, we haven't really gotten into the implications of you know where Ole Miss sits right now in the record and all. What are you going to say? I think it's impressive. They get they lose twelve five Friday night and they backdoor the series. That's yeah, it was it was really similar to that Mizzou series a couple of weeks ago where they just got completely worked on Friday. You would think they'd be demoralized, but I mean, I, you got to give it to them, John. Especially the team has mental toughness, right? And I was going to say, especially these freshmen that are that are doing so poorly at the plate, and not all their fault. I mean, Kessinger has like a a depressingly low batting average on balls in play. Um, and Cooper Johnson's actually been putting it together a little bit here, but they, they keep playing great defense, especially Kessinger. Um, I mean, Dillard has this, has a, has a stellar on base percentage. He's taken a lot of walks. Um, and then some of the older guys that have been inserted in the lineup, Nick Fortes, especially have just really been on fire and the, the lineup as a whole has gotten so much better since Fortes became an everyday player, um, whether that was at catcher or now at first base, where he's still doing a great job. Um, and then Blackman is Blackman's on just on fire right now. He has like six home runs in the last, uh, you know, the second half of the SEC season here. I mean, I, I want to give some credit to Colby as well. 
I, I'm, I've often been a Colby Bortles hater. He can be one of those players that seems like you know the anti-clutch, uh, but his numbers right now are really good. Um, he, he's, he's hitting in the high two sixties, which is really that's that's great for a a four or a three or four hole hitter with you know the leading team in RBIs and one behind Blackman for home runs. I believe he actually might be ahead of Blackman in home runs. Um, but I mean the offense is kind of working right now. They're 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 finding ways to score runs. Uh, but they, I think they need to shore up the pitching a little bit if they if they want to actually do something in the postseason. I, I feel like it's it, it, this happens in the season. You know, you, you you rely on your pitchers so much, you put them in so many high pressure situations, and they, they, you know, there's fatigue. Their arms wear out over the season, and I think we've seen that some in the past three weekends. Blindside Sean, no, that's too easy. Blindside Sean. Wait, so did we did we get the did we get the joke out that we were trying to make? So it's, guys, just imagine Jeff Vitter literally just watched the blind side and, and he thinks that this was like he thinks Orr is like on the team now. He's like, Oh, this this this, this Sean too Sean and Leanne Tui, these are great old Miss fans. I I gotta call these people up and see what they think about Andy Kennedy's contract. That's the situation I'm imagining. Um I don't know why I couldn't I, I don't know why it didn't happen like that. Wait, wait, oh gosh. I can I can see Sean to like going to like snack bar with Vitter mm-hmm. and just sitting there and just being his egotistical self mm-hmm. and Vitter just believing all of it. Like, yeah, we got to not roll I, over a place contract. I like to I, think that. Oh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I like to think that Sean Tui goes to snack bar and brings Taco Bell in with him. Um, Cause that's all he eats. Yeah, sure. Why not? Right. Do you remember? Do you remember um, what? Maybe a couple years ago, when Leanne had that Facebook post about like talking to the like the twelve year old black kids that she basically said look like thugs. Do you remember this? Yeah, it was pretty funny. He was. She was like, "These guys just look so moody, and they did not want to talk to me." But after ten minutes, they finally said I was an okay person or something. It's like Leanne, leave these. These are your customers just trying to eat Taco Bell in your shitty fast food restaurant. Like, don't, don't go turn them into a Facebook post, like, about how you're a outgoing and kind person. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, this, only in Mississippi, man. Only in Mississippi. I guess in Tennessee also. Made in Memphis. Made in Memphis. Um, oh, all right. Wait, we're back, back on baseball. Uh, so what? They're at fourteen and thirteen right now, going into the last series against Auburn. A pretty good spot to be in. We were talking about before the show. Auburn is definitely shuffling right now. I'm, I'm sure they'll bounce back against Ole Miss. Ole Miss is um really good at, at getting other teams out of their slumps generally. But I find it hard to believe that Ole Miss, after um you know the gritty performance against A&M and just generally playing better uh even in the the sweep against Florida they they had some offensive moments uh Florida just had more um it's hard for me to believe they're going to they're going to go into Auburn and get swept so I'm, i mean they could and that would put them at 14 and 16 really not a great spot to be in but assuming they don't get swept uh being at 15 and 15 with old Mrs RPI in the 35 to 40 range I think that's the, no matter what happens in Hoover, you probably have secured at least a two or a three seed somewhere. I mean, that's, and that's probably the highest Ole Miss can expect. Anyway, I don't think Ole Miss is really in the hosting yeah, conversation let's see here, right now. Let's see. Florida, Kentucky, Vanderbilt will all make it. Mm-hmm. Carolina's bubble team. Yeah, they have the same record as Ole Miss, don't they? Oh, they're a game worse. 
Mm -hmm. RPI is at 30, and then that's it. That's it. From, so you got three teams plus a bubble team from the east and the west. You got LSU State, Arkansas. I think A&M's a lock, so that's four. And then Auburn is a bubble. Ole Miss, I mean, Ole Miss is probably in. It's not like they're trying to be the 10th team from the conference in the tournament. They're trying to be the 7th or the 8th. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If they win a game, they should be in. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Think so what I'm hoping for, John, because I'm a glutton for punishment and I just want this yep. to be terrible, is sent down to Hattiesburg. To be the two yeah. or the three in that regional. Hey, undefeated against the... Exactly, Golden. against the Mustard Buzzards. And then match that regional up with the Starkville regional. And let's just make this all kinds of Mississippi... It swept all kinds of Mississippi ugly. Yeah, Hell yeah, I dude. Fully swept. Well, okay, we wouldn't get swept because if you lose two, it's over. So, I mean, we would get swept, but at least we wouldn't, we wouldn't lose three games. Regional format, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't go that far. I think I, I think that if they were able to get out of that Hazel Regional, which would be really tough. Southern's really, really good, especially at home. Uh, but if they somehow were to get out of that, I think they would they would relish another chance to play State. I mean, they're 0-4 on the season. Something's got to give, right? How many times can they really just get blanked? Especially since in that Governor's Cup game, I think State gave up like 11 or 12 free base runners. And Ole Miss still couldn't win, so I, I I feel like you know just keep trying. Maybe you'll win one someday. Yeah, maybe it would be fun. It, regardless, that would be fun. You know, it would be it would be a lot of energy here in Mississippi. There would be a, a lot of buzz around that. Um, and I was talking to Bedwell about this, and he asked if we would go, and my answer is unequivocally no, because Southern Miss fans are the worst, the absolute worst. Like. Like imagine state fans with more of an inferiority complex. Like that's that's what we're dealing with here. Um, so yeah, no, I would not be going to that. The Clarion liar would have all kinds of fun with that. The the Barian the Barian liar as a I think state fans have called it in the past. That's that's such a that's such a hallmark of not just sports in today's just the, the climate in general, the fact that every sports team in Mississippi thinks the Clarion ledger is biased against them. It's just, it's kind of where we are as a country right now. It's it's just a microcosm of what's going on. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. Let's see. Where are we at? We should now? call We should call McDermott and talk about this Memphis cult thing and Sean too. You want to you want to you want me to call McDermott and ask him what? We should, what we should ask, ask McDermott why Memphis is hating. You know, why why do we have to blindly support Crooked Freeze and then hate on AK? Just... <laughs> I like it. I don't want to. I don't want to become gotcha journalism. I don't want to ambush anybody. But I'll tell you this: he's he's gonna come. Uh, I think at some point in the next month or so, uh, and we'll we, we'll we'll try we, we'll we get him on the show. Have the tax to, well, I know, we I know. We need the tax one, so we can have the tax analysis. Right, and I want I want him to be able to prepare for that, and we'll give him some. We'll, we'll see if he can, you know, give us some Memphis insights as well. So we'll plan plan on that. I know it was promised a few months ago. Uh, it was not delivered, but we'll we'll make sure he uh, he wants mm -hmm. to participate, and then we'll we'll give him some time to prep so he doesn't feel ambushed. Yeah. But uh, we can definitely do that. Um, let's see what else is on the docket, John. Softball won SEC championship. 
Basketball is just on the first round. Unforced error after unforced error. Uh, what was up with that softball selection show being on so late last night? Was it like, was it like hosted on the West Coast? I guess. I don't know. I mean, I thought about having us record during it. Right, we talked like, about it, but like, it didn't even start till ten Eastern. Like, geez. Did you see the uh, the video from Buffalo Wild Wings when they announced the the Ole Miss hosting spot? Yes, I did. That was that was some that was some genuine enthusiasm. Pretty happy. I saw uh, I saw the ticket books for the regional were sold out, so that's awesome. Uh, just all around. This is genuinely a hell of a coaching job all the way around. Definitely. I mean, really being able to find a Juco pitcher that can come in and have that kind of impact they is found huge. a pitcher that nobody wanted. It's huge. And the Dak Prescott the Dak Prescott of SEC softball. Basically. Basically. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, so does she always pitch every game? Surely there's some semblance of a rotation, right? Well, in softball, I don't know. How, 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 how much have you ever paid any attention to softball? Hmm. 3% out of a Typically, women's college softball teams, they'll have an ace pitcher right. pitch. 90%. Ace pitcher pitch what? 90% of the time. Oh, 90%. So she's out there just constantly. In the, and in the postseason, it'll be like. 100% of the time. Almost every game. Yeah. Maybe depending on how good the number two is, maybe the number two gets a game here or so there. So do the, the other pitchers generally play positions as well, I'm guessing? Um. Depends. Yeah. I bet, though. I mean, I'm sure they don't have that many scholarships. And it's rare for a team to have more than, like, two pitchers. And the games are seven innings, obviously, so that makes it a little bit easier to go a complete game. But The motion motion for a softball is much less stressful. Uh And our our bullpen's just not really a thing. Like, usually the starter just goes the whole game. No, it's pretty rare to, you know – I mean, I, I don't know how many. I wonder how many pitchers are even on the Ole Miss roster. I don't know. Let's pull it up. Oh, let's, let's pull it up. Let's see. I've, I've never looked this up, so it's interesting. But effectively, and especially a team like I mean, they're they. I mean, I'd be surprised if Caitlin Lee didn't throw every pitch in this regional. Yeah, I mean, surely after throwing. 440 in four days in the SEC tournament. I mean, he seems up to the task for sure. Is the regional this upcoming weekend? Yep. Cool, cool, man. So definitely. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five, wow. Five pitchers. Wow. Okay, so mm-hmm. I, I don't really understand what the rest of them are doing. I mean, I, they're just waiting to play next year or something? Not really getting one ready to play in the future? position player, but yeah, I mean, they'll – I mean, they'll probably probably about three of them. Let's see stats. There's, there's a freshman, righty. There's a redshirt junior, Juco probably. Yeah, from Shelton State Community College, a lefty. Um, Caitlin Lee is... I'd like to thank Goofy Jeff Vetter for getting us to the point where we're looking up softball I know. stats. I know, I know. We, we have become Mississippi State. So, uh, 387... So, Ole Miss softball has pitched 387 innings this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin Lee's thrown 220. Okay. Okay. So, that's a little lower than I was – okay, so that's about a 60%. And and then Morgan Bruce has thrown 73 innings. Elias Jenkins thrown 12. Hmm. Benny, 35. Clayton, 46. 
I guarantee you in, in the postseason you'll see Caitlin Lee and then a little bit of Morgan Bruce. But mm-hmm. I mean, Plan A is Caitlin is a Caitlin Lee goes out and we got a uh, we got Alyssa Clayton from the left hand side if we want to, you know, play a little matchup. I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to relate this to baseball. I, I don't think it's gonna work. Um, That's not bad. So Lee started 12 games. I mean, 33 games, Bruce 12, Janky 1, Finney. Okay. okay. Does anyone else have anywhere close to the 12 starts? It's just 33, then 12, and then like 1? Yeah, 33, 12, 1, 5, 7. Okay, got you, 1, 5, 7. So, so maybe uh, – mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how she's pitched 33 games. That's started 33 games. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, so it, it sounds like maybe she pitches like Friday and Sunday or something like that. I don't, I don't in a series. I don't know. I think she probably pitches all three on the weekends and the weekday games. Oh, you think they, so? Well, how, yeah. but it's, I'm just thinking with the other girl having 12 starts. That's I mean that's a good many. But I got I mean there's definitely that many midweeks. I don't know. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, have you been to a game at the Ole Miss softball stadium? I mean it's supposed to be really <laughs> nice. I've not either, but it's. It, I mean, it looks great from a, uh, an aesthetic standpoint, and uh, I know that they give out all kinds of free stuff, from free food to free clothing, etc., um, to kind of entice people into the come to the game. So that's cool. Yep. Um, Florida's throwing team. I'm trying to look up here. Yeah, I mean that, and and if Ole Miss hadn't won the SEC tournament, that's probably what we would have said about softball was that they did beat Florida uh, by all accounts. You know, big signature win there for the program. Florida was number one. Um, that was what game two of the tournament. For yep. yeah. so Florida's got so Florida. Apparently, so they've got two pitchers that basically have split time as the ace. It yep. looks like. Okay. They got their Florida's ace is 22 and one with a 0.33 ERA. That is absurd. Yeah, that is absurd. Uh, and Ole Miss scored, I think like four runs on her. Yeah. Um, and we should note, I, I heard that this morning when I was talking to somebody about this, um, Ole Miss is, I mean, Mike Smith and Ole Miss, they're, they're at a disadvantage from the beginning because Mississippi is like one of the worst states for softball talent. And that kind of gets back to, you know, a lot of, a lot of deep seated truths about Mississippi and how they think of, you know, stuff like gender roles and stuff like that, um, Definitely, I would I would guess if if there's not enough money for all the kids to have you know the the best sports equipment, I would assume the baseball players probably get stuff for the softball players, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm sure there there are places in Mississippi where there's great softball. I'm going to guess you know South Haven, Madison, places like that. Um, but I mean, let's I mean I'm looking down I'm looking down this roster. I don't I see a Decatur, a Gulfport, South Haven. And that and pedal and that's it. So it looks to be about about four in-state recruits, and then Smith's just—I mean, Smith's gone all over the place. You get Riverside, California, Roanoke, Virginia, Adair, Oklahoma, more California. You got Kansas, Colorado, um, Texas, Georgia, New York. So I mean, like, yeah, I think we got to give a lot of credit to the job Smith's done on this one. Very impressive. Um, the UCLA's got okay. They got one ace and then two kind of. Yeah, let's talk about who's in who's in the regional here. I, I know. Uh, 
I know Southern Illinois, right, is the four. Illinois is in there. Let's see. Who else is there? UCLA is the five seed, so if they went if they both advance super regionally to go to LA for that's cool. That's cool. Regional. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. There was oh, it was it Arizona State is also in in our regional, I believe. That sounds right. I saw uh I saw the little trident on the graphic. Did you say, the SEC had twelve of fourteen teams in the in the regional? Mm. I know it's crazy. It's well, actually, twelve of thirteen because Vanderbilt doesn't have a softball team. No, They're, no, right. wait, no, no, no. It's all thirteen. They set a record because every team in the league. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's right. I saw it on SEC Network Twitter. Every team in the league made the tournament for the first time ever in any conference. Holy cow! Yeah, so I mean, the the SEC is definitely the gold standard. Um, I mean, hell, I we were I was talking at the top of the show about you know regular seasons cheapening tournament and vice versa, but I mean, even a tournament championship uh, in the SEC is is a pretty big accomplishment with the, with the caliber of play. So, once again, congratulations, big win, and I'm actually I'm excited to watch a little softball this weekend, John. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's see who else was in this. Is there Arizona State? Who else? North Carolina. Oh, okay. Cool. Ooh, it's the NCAA. It's the NCAA's favorite regional. Oh, North I love Carolina. this. Oh, this is good. I feel like Arizona State's done some sketchy shit before too, but I don't know. Um, let's see, John. What else? What else is going on? Celtics um, playing a game seven right now against the mm-hmm. Wizards. We mm-hmm. have. Conference final hockey. Mm-hmm. What the uh, the Spurs beat the Warriors pretty bad in Game One, huh? Is that right? Did you actually? Are you joking or are you? No, am I? Am I? Am I right or am I wrong? I'm not joking. Oh no, they were up 25 and lost the game. Oh wow! So I, I think I must have seen tweets when they were up 25 and never yeah, saw the follow up tweets. Re-injured his ankle and they ended up losing the game by two. Oh wow! 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 Yeah, because I saw a lot of people making fun of like KD and stuff, and I saw a lot of people making fun of uh, Steph Curry. Yeah. So I I think this must have been you know when they were down by 25. All right, good. Well, I'm glad I asked. I mean, this is this is why we have the show, John, so you can tell me what's going on. Um, well, I like how how connected we are with sports these days. Oh, clearly, clearly. I mean, like, yeah, this is it's it's so obvious that uh, just checked out on a lot of these fronts. Um, the Cubs aren't doing great, but it's so early; it doesn't really matter. Rangers kind of yeah. in the same boat, right? Pretty much, they're yeah. not. Out. The Rangers to me aren't. They're nothing to jump down about. Yeah. They have won six in a row, though, which is a okay. That's something. They're starting to play less crappy. I mean, maybe how's can... uh, how's Odor doing? Oh, uh, how is he doing? I don't know. I th- I I wish they would change their mascot from the Rangers to be like the Rugies. Yeah, the Rugies, and just have him, a... have him be the mascot. He's great. Love that guy. He's a, he is a glorious individual. Absolutely true. How is Odor doing? Let's see here. Rugnet Odor is hitting. Oh, he's hitting 197. That's a problem. Yeah, okay. Well, still, that's. I mean, that's why he should be the mascot and not the uh, starting second oh. baseman. Yeah. His uh, his dead relatives not too happy. Yeah. 
Who was that? Uh, was that a? It was a. It was a famous sportscaster that said that, right? Do you remember? You remember from like what two years ago? Last year, I think it was two years ago. It was about. Um, it was about Pedro Strope. I forgot who he was talking about. Some relief pitcher, and said their their dead ancestors were turning over in their graves. Great moment in sports journalism. Um, you know that's what we're here for. Oh, okay, so. Got a midweek series in baseball against uh, not a series, it's a game at Arkansas State. What's up with that, John? Does is does Mike owe like a bunch of favors that Arkansas State coach up that it seems like we're always traveling up there to play against some shitty RPI team for unknown reasons. Every year think, at this time we play them though. Yeah, I think it's convenient for them to go up there and Yeah. Um must not not too far of a drive. I don't know. Mike must really like I-55 is all I can think of. I guess so. I mean, as a Mississippi boy, I do too. I understand. So I, I feel that. Um, and then what? SC tournament in Hoover. Is it? It's a week from this weekend, I guess. Is that right? Yeah, it's about two yeah. weeks from – it's about 12 so days. So it starts a week from tomorrow. That's right. It starts the middle of the week. So after this weekend series at Auburn – I'm trying to remember how this bracket works, and we'll we'll talk about this next week on the show. So, we'll have the actual so five, bracket. Five through twelve seeds play Tuesday in single elimination. That's right. That's right. Take it down to eight, and then it's a double elimination tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the the top fours get a bye, and then they also get immediate double elimination. That's nice. Correct. That's nice. Um, and the top four, I'm gonna guess this, John. Can you tell me if I'm right? It's Florida. Mississippi State, Arkansas. Ooh, the last one. It's LSU. Ah, damn it. How did I forget that? Yeah, LSU has been pretty good as well. Okay, so there you go. Um, Who do you think is going to win the tournament, John? Well, we can make predictions again next week when we actually have a bracket, but take a a flyer. Florida's hot. Um, Florida's hot, and they have pitching. Solid. I like it. They would be the favorites, I would imagine. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, LSU can can always happen. I'll nominate Mississippi State to take the tournament serious, win it, and then flame out in the regional. I I can definitely see them flaming out in the regional. I don't think they have the pitching depth to win the SEC tournament. We'll see. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Kentucky or maybe even Missouri – were to win because I think both of them have been really good and scrappy uh, throughout the season and Ole Miss got all they could ask for in both of those series. Um, I think especially Kentucky. I was really impressed with Kentucky when, when Ole Miss played them. I, I'm not, I don't know if they've had injuries or anything like anything since then. Um, but I, I thought they were pretty scary, especially for a Kentucky team, not necessarily a team you normally think of as scary offensively, yeah. but. We'll see. As I said, next week we'll uh, actually have the bracket to talk about. You want to talk about anything else this week, John? You got anything else in your mind? Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, we pretty much covered it. Um, talked about baseball. I got the uh, watch the watch the softball regional this weekend. We are a softball school, as uh, as John alluded to. I think we. I'm pretty sure we've always been a softball school, John. I don't remember ever. I mean, when we started this podcast. <laughs> to Vitter in his Title IX sport advertising for him to claim he's like competent in athletics. That's really going to be annoying. 
Uh, I mean, I remember when we first started the show, we we talked about just being, you know, like softball after dark. That was our original possible yeah. name. We didn't want people. We wanted people to know it was an old misrelated thing, so we backed off. But uh, it's it's time to assume our role as a national power in softball. So I, I for one, am happy yeah. with the way the world is right now. There's nothing wrong with this. This is great. Um, but no, it's it's cool. Really cool for them. Really proud of them. Um, and, and looking forward to watching some softball this weekend. So that'll be cool. Um, keep an eye on the Rebels in Auburn as well. Uh, as we mentioned, a pretty good spot right now. Things are definitely less dire uh, than they were after the, the getting swept by Florida and then losing 12-5 to a and I mean, things things did not look good, but Ole Miss is on back on more solid ground now. Uh, and we'll see what happens. The last series and the postseason, and we'll be following all that. And probably right around when Ole Miss makes their exit, we'll be uh, – making our entrance into the NCAA arena, John. So excited about that. Going to be a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth in our immediate future, I'm sure. So looking forward to that. Um, But we'll we'll, uh, we'll end the show for now. Of course, uh, I hope if you're listening all the way to what this is, the 48th minute of the podcast, you probably know where you can find us. Um, Our website is com. All that stuff. we got a Twitter account. You can find us on there as well. Uh, But for now, we'll uh, we'll call it for for my co-host, John. I'm Justin. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.